tell you some money, man. I got two tickets for I'm taking everybody, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hang out and turn it up. Hey, everybody, this is Marky Ramon, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. They definitely do. Hello and welcome to episode 370 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 370, we have uh, two very special guests. We have uh, joining us uh, for the first time in a while, we have Eddie Money uh, joining us. Eddie Money, uh, the money man, obviously had huge hits in the 70s, 80s, uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, and a pleasure to talk to. He's an absolute uh, comedian. As I said in the interview, I think he could go into stand-up if he wanted to. Uh, March 22nd, he will be at the Palace Theater in Greensburg uh, to do a show. Tickets still available at thepalacetheater.org. Also, uh, he's got a new TV show called Real Money, uh, premiering on AXIS, that's A-X-S, Network, uh, in April. It's going to chronicle uh, his family life and uh, his kids who are part of his touring band. His son is a musician, so ought to be a riot. Uh, and, and Eddie is a huge dog lover. Uh, so there's plenty of dogs to uh, see in that show as well. And then also we're going to be joined by Vinny Dombrowski of the band Sponge from Detroit. Uh, Sponge, you might remember from the 80, I'm sorry, the 90s, had uh, two really, really big hits, Plowed and then Molly, uh, 16 Candles, uh, was another big hit. They are also going to be in town on the 22nd of March doing a show at the Craft House Stage and Grill. So we will talk to Vinny in a little bit. So what we're going to do now, we're going to go to that interview with Eddie Money. So let's uh, get a little Eddie Money to get in the mood, and then we'll be talking to the Money Man.
you know, you, you never stop. The um, the TV show, though, I mean, that's one thing, obviously, you've got going on that's kind of new in, in your life. I know it's been in, in the works for a while. Can you right, just yeah. talk a little bit about what it's like to have a crew, you know, kind of following, you know, your wife, your kids, the pets? Well, i got to tell you, the homeowners association was, you know, giving me a bunch of fucking shit about having the cameras over here. They got nothing else to do but to fuck with me, unfortunately. This HOA, you know, I got a, I'm in a gated community, and these people here, they're not even from the United States, they're from Japan or New Zealand or Australia. And you know, why are they busting my balls? But I mean, the thing is, is uh, we did that show. Where are they now with Oprah? Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was doing the Oprah show that I, I think the cameras were on, and I caught my son drinking in the room, and I went up and I said I was really pissed off at him, you know. And uh, and they put all that on film, and and all of a sudden, like you know, the Oprah thing was good because, you know, the show was exciting anyway, you know. Yeah. And my daughter, you know, I'm not happy. You know, I bought my, you know, to me, I bought my daughter a new Jeep. And she took a couple of painkillers when she had a tooth pulled, and she put it in reverse rather than in, in forward, and she ran into a fucking wall and wrecked the goddamn car. And, uh, you know, I was wondering where the car was for the first two months. So where's Jessica's car? Then when I got home, they showed me where the car was, and they put a mic on me, and I didn't, and I want you, you know, and they put it in the TV show, but it was yeah. really real because I was really, I was super pissed off. I bought her a brand new Jeep Cherokee. And she turns around and wrecks the fucking thing. I'm supposed to be in a good mood. But I guess it's good television, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That's exactly it. I mean, you've got a, a certain charisma. I, I've always enjoyed talking to you, you know, because you, know, you make people laugh. You know, whether you're trying to or not, you've, you've got to, you know. If you hadn't been a professional musician, I could see stand-up in your... in your. Uh... Well, I, you know, I know this... Uh, I, I mean, it's, um, it's really something because, you know, I, it's crazy because... Uh, if you think about what's happening, it's you, you got to make. It's, I know that this couple, this couple that I knew from the uh, greatest show on earth, you know the mm-hmm. you know Ringless Berry's Bottom and Fairly Circus. Yeah. Well, they wanted they wanted to adopt a child, so they went down to the adoption agency, and, and the woman at the adoption agency very strict. She said, you know, we don't think that a circus is very conducive, you know, for raising children. And they said we really beg to differ because they would know everything about math from adding up all the ticket sales. Uh, the people in the circus have been all over the world. They would do everything in the world about geography. Mm-hmm. They got a doctor on call 24 hours a day. I think it would be really great conducive for, for raising children. And they said, well, we reconsidered. Would you like a boy or a girl? And they said, it doesn't make any difference as long as they can fit in the camera. And the ones <laughs> that can fit in the cannon. <laughs> excellent. That's excellent. But uh, <laughs> you've been... Um you know, doing the the touring thing for a while now, um, obviously right. almost nonstop. Um, do you try to cycle in, you know, some of the maybe some unearthed gems out of the catalog, or, or does your catalog allow you, you know, if you've got so many hits like you mentioned? Well, you know, if you don't are you able to pull? Play, if, if you've only got, you know, I got thrown off the Rolling Stone tours for getting too many encores. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then I went out with Ario Speedwagon and with Sticks. But, you know, if I'm going to open people up, to me, it's like battling the bands. I'm going to go out there and give Baby Olana two tickets and take them up tonight and think I'm in love and shake and want to go back and, uh, you, know, you know, come on, this is what I do. Yeah. I mean, I had, I've had like 14 to 15 songs in the, t- in the top 100. No, I've had about 30 songs in the top 100. But I've had 15 to 16 songs in top 40 radio. 
I mean, we had Al Get By was a big hit for me when Bill Graham died, and uh, we had Big Crash. From I just put Peace in Our Time back in the set. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't really have enough You're room in the set. I mean, I'd like to... Now, I added a song called Dancing with Mr. Jitters, mm-hmm. which is a tune I wrote, and I put it in my play. I had a play out called Two Tickets to Paradise. Matter of fact, I just finished doing the play in Rochester, New York, and it went over really well. We got standing ovations. It was incredible. Awesome. And uh, now I put like dance room this kid is back in the set, and they they put peace in our time in the play, and really a hippie scene. So people, I remember that how much people really like peace in our time. So I put that back in the set, you know. Yeah, and that's you know one thing that that's kind of interesting. Your music. Now people want like people want to hear big trash. They want to hear, uh, you know, they want to hear. I want to be a rock and roll star. They want to want to go back. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll get by. The, you know, I just do. Uh, you know, if I go out there and I, I don't play the hits, you know, they, they get pissed off. You know, if I forget to put like "Want to Go Back" in the set, mm-hmm. I'll hear it. I'll hear about it on my fucking Facebook for like three weeks. Yeah, it is tough. You know, I, I know your your fan base probably sk- spans several generations. I know, like from myself. Yeah, I tell you, I got people. I have people in the seventies coming to my show. Mm-hmm. And then I tell everybody I used to date your I used to date your grandmother. <laughs> and then and then I got kids coming that their parents are listening to me in the cars, you know, listening to their cassettes and listening to their uh, CDs. So all these kids know "Baby Hold On" and "Take Me Home Tonight" and think I'm in love. They know the lyrics. It's crazy. So I got fans. I got fans uh, spanning from like 17 years old to like 72, 73 years old. It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. And, that's and then I'm out this. And I'm out there trying to sell, making money for these vets. I mean, I mean, I think about these vets, and they're, they're amazing. I mean, to me, without our veterans, you know, these men and women serving our country all over the world. And I don't think they're really joining the Army and the Navy and the fucking Air Force because they're thinking about getting a GI loan to go to college. I mean, they're over there because they're like their parents, you know. They love this country. My brother served in Vietnam. My father was in World War II, you know. I was on the police department, and you know what I'm doing with selling. And think about all these dogs, these homeless dogs that you see them on the chains on TV, freezing their asses off. All these pets for vets people, they teach these dogs how to take care of these wounded veterans. Yeah, that's. I mean, I've seen these dogs pulling around, pulling around in the airport in wheelchairs and everything, and it's a great organization. So I do. I've been doing concerts for pets for vets and helping the troops out too. You know. Yeah, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. You know, I, I personally am an animal lover, and I remember um, when one of your your dogs actually passed away. I remember it was on I think Instagram or Twitter you'd put on there, and you know, yeah, you, you, you know felt like I you got to know it, them. It was Bubba, I believe, was it? Yeah, it was Bubba. Yeah, and I tell you the truth, when Bubba died, I mean, Buddy's now Buddy's going to turn thirteen on March second, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's Buddy's birthday. And I gotta pick him up some depends because he just pisses wherever the fuck he <laughs> wants to be these days. But you know, I can't do anything. About it. But when Bubba died, I mean, he was rigor mortis was setting in. When I took him out of this crate, I was in tears. And I really, I when I opened the door, I didn't want to lay him on the ground. I mean, that's so much. I love the fucking dog, you know. Yeah. Then we took us. We took him to the place where you know they were going to put up you know do something with him and they and they gave us some quality time where i got in the room and i said goodbye to him and it was i mean losing that dog was really you know it, it really affected me i fucking i couldn't now we got eight dogs oh we got eight fucking dogs it's crazy around here 
Yeah, that that's that's in itself could be a reality show. Eight dogs. I mean, I got a Staffordshire Terrier that has gained. So I'm, we put him on diet dog dog food, and he gained twenty fucking pounds. <laughs> I couldn't believe. Now he doesn't even walk over to be waddles. And then I got a Great Dane, and then Laurie's got two two St. Charles's, and now we got somebody just bought a cocker spaniel. My other kid's got a a, a French bulldog. And Jessica's got a bulldog, and she's got, oh, it's crazy. We got a lot of fucking dogs running around here. I'm telling you. Yeah, don't don't run around. <laughs> don't run around Eddie Money's backyard. Or check your shoes. Okay. Uh, Eddie, it gets a fight a couple of weeks ago when the cops came over, and they said, and you know the cops over. We're four boys, you know, fighting and shit like that. I mean, at least once twice a year. Cops are gonna find us coming, and they used to know. I used to be a cop, and the cops said to me, "You know, the last time I came over here, already, I stepped in door, and I had it in the fucking car for like the two shifts." <laughs> they said, "Were well, you over at Eddie Money's house?" He said, "Yeah, I was." <laughs> yeah, see, I can't imagine with that many. I have two myself, and I know what a mess they can make. Um, your your band, your 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 daughter tours with you. Do you have other children in the band? I yeah, I mean, if you go to Des Money, D-E-Z Money, I mean, Des is very, very talented. I mean, he's got Chris Lord Algae mixing his material. And when he made a CD, I was on the road so much, I knew that he was playing guitar a little bit, but I had no idea that he was actually recording songs. And then when he gave me a CD of, like, these five songs that my son created, I'm going, holy fucking shit. My kid is fucking good. He don't sound like me, but he's, he's a good writer. So if you go to, but you know, these days kids don't sell records anymore. I mean, yeah. back in the day, I was thinking a thousand dollars a minute for a seventy-five minute show, and happy, you know, selling records. Like, I mean, I sold, I don't know, I sold what fucking forty, thirty-seven million fucking albums for Christ's sake, you know. Mm. And I had a lot of fun doing it too, you know. Yeah, but in this but day, that, you sell that many I, albums now, you have to be uh, Justin Timberlake to sell that many albums. And he isn't able to do it either. No. Yeah, it's it's well, that's fantastic. I remember when he was in sync, and uh, my daughter was a big in sync fan, and I met all the kids in sync because the parents were big Eddie Money fans. Yeah. All of a sudden, the kids famous. I mean, I know Justin Timberlake's mother. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, I, that that about make the math adds up on that one. Well, Eddie, I don't want to keep you any longer. You're coming in to do a show March 22nd at the Palace. It's going to be great to have you back in, in the Pittsburgh oh, area. It's, it's a day after my birthday, too, which is awesome. great. Awesome. Well, that that's great. And we'll see you on Access. Your new show premieres, was it April 8th, if I'm not mistaken? A- 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 April. It's going to be on April 8th. And, uh, well, John, it's great to- I, it was great talking. Come down to the show. I think you're going to have a lot of fun, man. Tell everybody, well, listen, I'm Eddie Money. I got two tickets to Paradise, but I'm taking everyone. All right, a big thank you to Eddie Money again. His show will be in town on March 22nd, doing a show at the Palace Theater. Uh, check that out. Plenty of hits to, to fill a set that night. And then his new TV show, Real Money, will premiere on Access in April. Uh, for those of you fortunate enough to get Access, unfortunately, my cable company does not carry it. Uh, so hopefully it'll be on YouTube or, or something like that. So looking forward to that. Now, we're going to turn our attention to uh, Vinny Dombrowski of Sponge. Sponge, a band that's been around uh, producing albums since the 90s. They're working on a, a new kind of a project where they're going to do some live songs 
Uh, we talked to Vinny about that from some of the bands that influenced them, but not necessarily the uh, super popular hits uh, kind of tribute album that a lot of people do. So they're going to do these songs live and then might do either a live album or go into the studio and do these songs. So talk a little bit about that. So again, they're going to be at the craft uh, stage and grill, craft house stage and grill in uh, Curry Hollow Road, or Curry Road in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on Thursday, the 22nd. So uh, check that out now. Play a little classic sponge and get into that interview. Welcome to Iron City Rocks. We have from the band Sponge, Vinny Dombrowski on the line. How you doing, Vinny? Doing good, John. Good to talk to you. It's a pleasure to talk to you as well. Um, you're going to be coming in uh, doing the Under the Influence tour uh, on March 22nd to uh, the Craft Stage uh, here in Pittsburgh. 
and uh, you know, the band that uh, I don't believe we've had you guys on the show before, so it's a pleasure to talk to you. But I wanted to find out what kind of what's going on with the band, what we can expect from the Under the Influence tour specifically. Well, we we, we attempt to try to do something you know new every year. You know, last year was the uh, Beer Session record that we uh, released, and uh, we thought we did something a little bit different with the Beer Session record. The, the Beer Session record was accompanied with uh, several videos that uh, we did uh, that were incorporating like studio footage and interviews with some of our friends at Blue Beer. So, uh, you know, we, we did do that. And, then, you know, 2018 uh, rolls around. We're like, what are we going to do different now? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and a lot of folks have talked to us about doing... Um, you know, like cover records and, and these types of things are really popular these days. Sure, with uh, different groups, uh, pledge music campaigns, things like that. And of course, I've never been a huge fan of doing a ton of covers, but it just seemed kind of like, well, what can we do to kind of uh, push forward that idea and keep an audience engaged? The thing was to say, well, what were our influences? Uh, what were some of these important influences? And we're not doing current covers, obviously, but we're digging way back to what made Sponge uh, the group it is and what inspired the band. So, long story short, uh, you know, those artists certainly are, just to name a few Iggy Pop and uh, David Bowie, uh, Richard Butler from the Psychedelic Furs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've kind of handpicked some of these tunes to kind of in, inject into our set and help our set kind of tell a story uh, using uh, those songs and a number of our songs to kind of make it seamless and you can kind of see a thread through it, you know. Sure, and yeah, it should make for a really interesting performance, you know, you, you, you mentioned, you know, a lot of bands doing the cover album, but you don't see a yep. lot of those songs making it to the set list, and, and you know, as a, as a music fan, sometimes it's really cool when you see a band that you've loved, you know, and you've seen them seven, eight times, um, for them to just go in a totally different direction and play, you know, some fun covers or deep covers or you know, songs that you don't even know they're covers because they're so, you know, such a B-side kind of track. That's yeah, great. yep, sure. Are you planning on putting those down on tape and, and recording these songs for release, or is this just something to kind of spice up the live set? Well, we're doing it just the opposite. A lot of bands, they just go into the studio to record, mm-hmm. and then they play songs out live. We want to take... Uh, these songs into the studio. We want to play the stuff live. We want to take the stuff. We want to really um, own the music, mm-hmm. so to speak. Sure. Uh, and then take it to the studio after you know after many gigs. I, I or record a live record of those yeah. songs. So we would go into a venue and promote it and uh, play uh, all of these songs. And you know, a lot of bands do covers because they have to. Do covers or they yeah. do covers because of the popular songs of the day these songs really mean something to the group and that's why right. we're doing them now let me ask you this and i don't know if this is a verb but do you spongify them when you, you know when you take a track from a david bowie do you you know how do you balance playing homage to david bowie but also being sponge you know well, it's like that with any of the songs that we're mm-hmm. we're doing and that's a great question um the guys at one point early, I wanted to kind of, um, you, know, you have so much reverence for these things. You want right. to play them like they are, you know, just right. like they are in all the parts. But I told the guys, get heavy handed with it. You know, we're out there playing loud rock music. 
uh, we're playing our songs, Wax Ecstatic and Plowed, and these are just loud-ass rock tunes, and all of a sudden, you know, we're playing Pretty in Pink, well, by the Psychedelic Furs, I'm like, don't lighten up on this thing, you know, really, really play it heavy-handed, and, you know, turn the amps up, Uh, we want to make it uh, a kind of highlight in the set, not a low in the set. Yeah, and and that's a fantastic selection of songs. That's that's one where I've wondered why there aren't a million covers of that song. You know, it's just for some reason that's is not a song the band's pick, and I don't know. Never understood <laughs> well, why. I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll tell you why. You know what what it is? It's because we have so many singers these days. You know, mm-hmm. people that you know really quote unquote sing, and Richard Butler's voice is so unique. It's not necessarily pretty, and it's not right. the greatest singing voice in the world, but it's so unique. So. Who wants to tackle that? You know, yeah. uh, you got to kind of come from that place to tackle a song mm. like that. You know, who wants to tackle, uh, you know, the Dumb Dumb Boys by Iggy? Or who wants to tackle, um, you know, Lust for Life? These aren't singer-singer songs, you know what I mm. mean? So there's so many pretty singers out there these days. They don't want to, you know, kind of go into more of an attitude thing and, and lose their singing. Yeah, and and that's something I think you you mentioned that, and it's true. In a lot of uh, arenas now, you have either the people who sing like the American Idol kind of singers, or you have people that kind of go in the death growl, or you know, I mean, do a totally different thing. But there aren't a lot of you know per se unique voices like that that maybe aren't the fundamentally greatest singers in the world, but you know, have an attitude or a swagger about them that make them so you know so captivating. Um, sure. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, it's like listening to Eddie Vedder at the, uh, um, he was singing during the um, the Oscars, and, uh, you know, he's, he doesn't have, like, the most trained voice on the planet, but he's so believable, you know, mm-hmm. his, his voice is honest, and, and I respect that, and uh, it just seems like people are going for this this very different opposite thing, which is the American Idol, or the voice voice, and I just go, you know... I don't, I don't get my brain wrapped around that too well. Yeah, yeah, and and, and a lot of times with you know loud rock, you know, it takes a certain kind of voice to be able to work with that. So you know, let the American yeah, Idol people certainly. be on American Idol. Um, as far as the set, you know, I mentioned you're doing a show in March uh, here. Um, do you have any idea roughly, you know, how many cover songs you're going to be influencing, and, and you know, people are still going to hear quote the hits? I mean, obviously, you know, that's still kind of important for a lot of folks. Oh, without a doubt, you know the 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 top number that we'll do cover wise would probably be six songs, mm-hmm. um, and then of course we're playing Wax Ecstatic and Molly and Plowed and um, Raining in My House. Have you seen Mary? Mm-hmm. Nina Minasha. So we're doing a you know the set is certainly a long set, but uh, we're not forgetting about the uh, the sponge portion of the show and the story sure. that. You know, we, we kind of tell with our music, you know, uh, and, and why uh, these covers we're playing uh, are, are an influence and how they've influenced these songs that people will hear that night. That we sure, wrote. sure. That's fantastic. Well, Vinny, I want to thank you so much for your time. Again, you're going to be at the Craft Stage House and Grill in Pittsburgh on March 22nd. Uh, we'll have ticket information on our website and uh, be a great night of uh, looking forward to hearing Pretty and Pink maybe that night. That would be fantastic. We'll crush it. It's going to be good. Awesome. <laughs> All right, man. I'll splice her there. I appreciate you you doing this, and uh, we'll be in touch with uh, Dana 
when we release this. My intention is to get this out, if not later this week, by next Monday. So, um, you know, people have, we're a downloadable show, so I like to make sure it's there in time for people to download the dang thing before you get here. Um, you know, to get some, Great. get some people in the venue and pack the place for you. And then we'll see you when you get into town, man. Sounds good, John. Good All the best. You. Have a great day. All right, again, Vinny and Sponge will be at the Craft House Stage and Grill on uh, it's 5024 Curry Road, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The show, uh, 630. Uh, you can get tickets uh, online if you go to spongetheband.com. Go to their shows. There's a link to get tickets. Ought to be a great night. Uh, we'd love to hear Pretty in Pink. I think that ought to be a fantastic. I think Sponge would really nail that. So it uh, be cool uh, to see that live. And also the same night, uh, if you're more of an 80s guy, 70s guy, uh, you can catch Eddie Money at the uh, Palace Theater, a fantastic theater over in Greensburg. Um, tickets are available for that at the palacetheater.org, and that's theater spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org. And get tickets for that show. So I want to thank you for listening. You can visit us at ironcityrocks.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter are all forward slash ironcityrocks, and you can email us at ironcityrocks.com at gmail.com. So till next time, we want to thank you so much for listening. <laughs>